All right. Episode one. The year is 2014. I am a junior at IUPUI in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the biggest question on my mind for the year was, are we dead yet? It sounds so morbid, right? Um, Not as morbid as you would think, though. I am a lover of stories, books and shows and movies and music or songs that have really great stories in the lyrics. I am just the ultimate consumer of. And I just felt like when I met you, it was so easy and just so effortless. And it just felt so like home. And my only experience with a love like that was in movies. And it always was just untimely deaths, I guess. And I was like, man, this is too good. Like not even waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like I was nowhere near, oh, there's another shoe that's going to drop. No, I was way past that far too gone. Oh my God, I loved you. Well, not loved you in the past tense, but I'm just saying back then it was like, oh my God, I have found this lady. I am young. I am sprung. I'm about to die. I'm about to die. This happens in the movies. And in the movies, they die. They die young. If I die young, bury me in satin. Lay me down on a bed of roses. Me. Oh, I don't see again. I don't know the words. Anyway, I was just so sure that our love was just too pure and too easy. And just the world wasn't ready. And I would always say, okay, babe, are you okay? Like, are you in good health? Am I okay? Am I in good health? Because I just didn't, (laughs) I just didn't believe that this love could exist for, for two people like us, you know, black women identifying on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Like, you know, this love wasn't, wasn't a thing. People weren't doing this. People weren't experiencing this. And so surely, Surely one of us was going to get a terminal fucking illness. And I need to stop saying that because, girl, you know how much I believe in like fucking the the power of language and words and what you put out there in the universe. And so I'm so glad that you would always be like, no, this this just feels good. We deserve this. Like, oh, oh, my gosh. It's the first day of my period. And, girl, I am just um, an emotional wreck. And you're not going to be home until another day. Oh, anyway, we have journals and every episode I'm going to read a journal entry and to follow up my point of, oh my God, is this love a thing and how long will it be a thing? I'm going to read a journal entry that you put in on September 2nd, 2014. Mind you, our anniversary isn't until September 19th of 2014. That's when you asked me to be your girlfriend. And so this is 17 days before we are officially girlfriends. So I just want this to be evidence of you being a total fucking badass manifester that you say that I am. I guess as manifesting generators, we are both like this. But 
you say, I told Tori today that I am going to marry you. LOL. I really hope I'm speaking it into existence because you are a breath of fresh air. I have never. Oh, your handwriting is terrible. Oh, my God. And I reread this a couple of times, too, before I even started. I have never met anyone that is so kind and hardworking. You make me want to give you the world, dot, dot, dot. And I plan to, dot, dot, dot. From this moment on, you got me. Never hesitate to ask. I'm looking out for India. You make me smile. P.S. My family will love you. Trees. Uh, spoiler alert. We are married. We are celebrating our seven year anniversary in seven days. Uh, and your family loves me. Your mom's my best friend. She's my twin. We match all the time. And it's not by design. It's totally by accident. We just show up looking like the same person. <laughs> and one of us has to change. So, <laughs> but yeah, I am. Um, I feel like I came into this relationship after a really rough, um, rough time in relationships. I had just exited a just really abusive situation and I met you. And like I said, I was just like, this can't last like something this something this hot has to burn out just as quickly as it came. And, you know, here I am very, very happily eating my words because. I've literally been living the life of my my wildest dreams for the past seven years and able to just love somebody and allow them to love me. It has just been an honor of a lifetime. Um, so going into this year, you know, where are we at? What are we doing? I am obviously head over heels, sprung in love with you. Do you remember my good morning baby emails? <laughs> And now, in preparation for this podcast, I went back to my old college email and tried to find at least one of those emails that I had sent to you, and I couldn't find them. It was just, oh, I was so sad, but I would send you emails, like, every day, and they would be like, good morning, baby. You know, I, I hope you woke up on the right side of the bed or you look so beautiful this morning. I didn't want to leave you. I would have like love songs in there, the lyrics or quotes um, from books or from movies or TV shows that were about, you know, love and loving somebody and just being in love because I was, um, if you hadn't figured out, so in love. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was every single month or every single day for months this went on. And I worked for the housing and residence life department at the time at my university. And my boss, Stacy, oh gosh, love Stacy, miss you. She would be like, what are you doing? Why are you here so early? Who are you emailing? And I would just tell her all about our nature's Elizabeth. Oh my God, girl. I would be like, well, if you must know, I'm emailing my girlfriend. You see, I hadn't had a girlfriend since I was like 15 or something like that. So it's like, you know, five years into the, the, the future from that. And I am just enamored with the idea that I have the audacity to not only date a girl, 
but to be in love with this girl, right? And <laughs> I wanted to say and to be having sex with this girl, but at this at this particular moment in time, um, we are not we are not having sex. You are very much so trying to do the right thing, which I absolutely respect that you were just so hot. Like, oh, your body was uh, just amazing. Your body is amazing. And I was like, listen, I will be completely honest. I am a baby lesbian, you know, and at this time I'm still identifying what my sexuality is. Currently I'm saying I'm no label. And if any label, I'd say queer um, as opposed to anything else. But during this time, during 2014, I was really trying to figure out the language to describe myself. And I believe I was using the word lesbian, maybe bisexual. I'm not sure. But I was very, very concerned. I remember being or I remember talking to some of my line sisters and I'm like, y'all, I've never had sex with a girl. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, I feel like I'm way too freaky to not be good at sex with a girl. And also, I want to be good at having sex with girls because I like her and I want not I want to impress her. But, you know, I'm trying to you know, step up, step out in the right way. Shoot, start this up on the right foot, honey. So I not necessarily trick you because I don't think it was a trick. Truly, truly, I thought this was going to help me, and I believe it did help me and us ultimately, but I suggested to do these tutorials with you, and it was tutorials to learn how to do different sexual things that you like. So we start off with, okay, I've never given a girl head. Let's do that. And you just tell me what to do or how you like it or where you want me to go next or what you want me to do next. and. From there, it went to fingering and then to both of them at the same time. Hope I'm not being too explicit and, you know, you're not like cringing over there. But the tutorials were great. And I, I thank you for being so patient with me. And it probably was, you know, exciting for you to knowing you uh, as well as I do now that you were able to teach somebody exactly how to have sex with you. But for me, it was very, um, very much so a form of edutainment almost like. I am, I'm doing this thing and I'm doing it and doing it and doing it well, uh-huh. doing it and doing it and doing it well. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the sex tutorials were definitely a thing. Had so much fun and learned so much about you and your body and how we respond to each other. So that's definitely a, a, a plus from year one. Um, arguing if I could go straight to a con from such a big plus we didn't really argue a lot I feel like we were in the honeymoon stage or what people would call the honeymoon stage for like at least two years where we didn't really have any major major arguments I want to say until maybe like 18 months or something like that but year one I remember one argument before the Greek flop and it was sorry you're not here to tell me to watch my hands and my gesture so I'm like hitting the mic and all the things but you were telling me something about you wanted me to be a specific way or react a specific way when I was upset or when I was 
super stressed or frustrated. And back then, 2014, oh my gosh, the stress I felt, the pressure and the responsibility. Like I was so, so stressed. My hair was falling out. I was having panic attacks, like breakdowns, like nervous breakdowns. It was really a lot going on. And I feel like one day you were like the day before the Greek flop, you were like, you know, I just wish you would like just fucking stop doing this, like stop doing this and being this to yourself. And I was like, if you want me to be a fake person or the fake version of myself, that's all you had to do. I fake being happy and fake being positive all the time for other people. (laughs) Ever a flair for dramatic (laughs) tendencies I am. Um, But what I was saying was true. What I was saying was absolutely true. And I feel like, you know, we've since grown from then, but let me keep it to year one. Um, I just, I just wish we would have known that all those versions of me were, were just that versions of me. They were all valid. They all had, you know, their time and their space. And I'm so glad that we were able to to see that for what it was um, sooner rather than later. What else? Oh, you asked me to be your girlfriend. And again, I told y'all that journal entry was the 2nd of September. So, I mean, I was sprung, but somebody else was sprung too. Anywho, the day is the 19th, right? And you had just gotten your new apartment. And it's just very barely furnished. Just the literal essentials. I think you had a dining room table with some chairs. And, oh, no, you didn't have a dining room table. Wow, I think you just had a bed and maybe a couch. Wow. Oh, that is taking it back. We're sitting in the living room in these lawn chairs. And we're eating B-dubs and watching Martin. And it's delicious. And we're cracking up. And we've smoked. And it's a whole big to-do. And I feel you watching me from the side, but I don't say anything. I'm just like playing it cool, playing it coy. Like, oh, I don't see her staring at me. I'm just going to eat this chicken and watch Martin. And so you finally start talking. And you're looking at me. And you're like all like sexy and sly about it. This is my best impression of you. Hey, you want to be my girlfriend? Me on the inside. Oh, girl, you got a girlfriend. Well, listen, listen, listen. You got to play a cool. You got to play a cool. Me responding on the outside. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I just feel like I would have been like, okay, trying to like. Not be too eager or not respond too quickly. But I just feel like that's such a good damn story. Uh, Oh, I really, really, really should have picked my brain about the differences between year one and year two. But I believe I got a key year one. And you had told me before you officially gave me the key that you were going to need it back because such and such was going to be visiting you. All your friends are going to be visiting you and you were going to need your parking permit little clip thing back that goes in your car. And I was like so pissed because I felt so like, oh my God, this is my first key. This is my first parking pass. Like, oh, your girl made it. 
And it was in an unofficial capacity. So I can understand where you would be like, hey, I might need my shit back. But I was immediately pissed. Oh, boop. They're going to argument. I was like, okay, girl, you can have your key back right now. And she was all like, no, don't take it like that. And I'm going to take it how I'm going to take it because, girl, I really want this key. Why would you take this away from me? Uh, long story short, I got the key, the ring, and the girl. Anywho, going back to year one, our first road trip, we went to Atlanta. I went to meet your best friend, Abe, and her husband, Charles. and I had spawn divots for the first time, which is this great restaurant, even though now they are apparently going to an even better restaurant. Um, I just couldn't get over the big, big ass pile of seafood that we'd gotten. And the road trip there was great. I had just met you like it was October. It was fall break. And everybody in my life was just so okay with me going eight hours away, literally clear across the country with this stranger and nobody batted a fucking eye they were like okay have fun take pictures call me and i'm like um okay y'all just let me travel across the fucking country with this goddamn beautiful stranger like damn okay y'all see why i thought i was gonna die hell everybody just let me go anyway i had a fabulous time (laughs) It was just wonderful. Uh, we listened to songs the whole way. We sang. We talked. I asked you a million and one questions. I really just wanted to get to know you. I remember telling myself when we first started to date that I knew I felt really nervous. I used to like be very rigid in how I sat when I would be with you in your car or in Bell, as we call her or called her, rest in peace, um, Bell, the car, the Equinox. Um, but I remember just being very rigid and like not breathing or relaxing. And so I would tell myself in my head, India, relax, breathe. It's okay. You know, get comfortable with her. Get comfortable. Feel safe. Feel comfortable. You're okay. And I just think about how impactful that that had to have been on my entire body, my my soul, and maybe explained how quickly and effortlessly I fell in love with you because continuously telling yourself to be okay and to be comfortable and to feel safe with somebody on a on a spiritual, on a molecular level has got to resonate. It just it has to. You know, all of the things that we read and all of the things that we practice in our day-to-day lives, like I just know that was a, a big factor in in me loving you the way that that I'm able to love you and the way that I'm able to receive the love that you give me. And so I think that was just just really impactful. And it started way before our first road trip together, but it absolutely continues to this day. And (laughs) I feel like I used to just be not oh maybe not used to i feel like i am always in awe of the different ways that i i come up with to love you like the different ideas i have to love you some of my 
my favorite gifts, I, I believe, came from year one. And I have our journals out here and I have the 52 reasons why I love you. And if you're watching the video content, if I've decided to release it, then you'll see me holding up the cards. Oh, there we go. You see me holding up the cards in the in the camera and it's a deck of cards and <laughs> they have little I don't even know what these things are called little rings I guess to keep them together you know hold them up and there's 52 cards on the inside and 52 reasons why I love you and it would be little things like inside joke like um can you hear me now, Demetrius? I don't know why that sounds kind of like Cleo, not Cleopatra, um, Cleo, Miss Cleo. <laughs> but it was from the movie Dr. Strangelove, which is hilarious because to this day, we've never watched the movie Dr. Strangelove. But I saw that clip in a history class way back when in the day, and I showed it to you, and we cracked up for hours. And the guy is like, hello, Demetri. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? <laughs> and so we're going on all day and night for the next like three months at least saying, hello, Dimitri, can you hear me? Just randomly in all of the, the strangest places. And people are looking at us like, what the hell? <laughs> what are they talking about? Who are these people? And I just, oh. What a good time, you know, like what a good time. So many different inside jokes. Um, Phineas and Ferb, we love cartoons, love adult animation cartoons, but really, really found our, our group with Phineas and Ferb because they had songs in it. Again, marrying a DJ, like I, I love to dance. Dancing has been a really big part of my life and not in a professional capacity whatsoever because I, sometimes I can dance and hell, sometimes I can't. There's just some dance trends that your girl can't get get behind because my body don't do it but I've been dancing with my mom since since I can remember and so to fall in love with somebody who's a DJ and who is a fellow lover of music has just been oh it, 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 it's great and and Phineas and Ferb you know they have all those little bops and those little ditties in the episodes and I believe one day we were like oh my god you watch Phineas and Ferb and I was like yeah I watch Phineas and Ferb and <laughs> we would always ask each other, you know, what do you want to do today? And that's that's something that they say each episode in Phineas and Ferb. And so you became Phineas and so many other nicknames, tracksuit, because you were like, when I get older, I want to wear tracksuits. And I was like, girl, listen, when you get older, we can have matching tracksuits. And I'm still holding you to that. So, Yeah. <laughs> This is great. This is so great. Okay, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, we're talking about gifts. Okay, another one of my favorite gifts would be the chocolate bowl that I made you the first time you hit your multiplier when you were working at AT&T. And it was this whole big to-do. And you were like, you know, I did this thing. And you were all like, casual about it and nonchalant like you were excited but you were like way less excited than I thought you were gonna be and I'm like fucking ecstatic I don't even know what a multiplier was but once you told me it was like I committed it to memory and I was just like I've got to celebrate her 
And so I go to Pinterest because Pinterest is the greatest of all time. And I see these chocolate bowls and I'm like, how the hell are they making these chocolate bowls? Balloons, spoiler alert. So I go get balloons and I blow them up and I dip them in chocolate and then I put them in the freezer and then I've got all this extra chocolate. And so what do I do? I make chocolate covered strawberries. I make chocolate covered cookies. I just dip all the shit in my kitchen in chocolate and chill it and put it in a bowl. And then you came over and we ate chocolate. We ate the chocolate bowl. We ate the chocolate covered strawberries. We ate all the things, pun intended. (laughs) And, oh. I have this picture of you where you're smiling and you're sitting behind your bowl. We're at the table in um, my Riverwalk apartment and you just you just look so happy. Skinny as hell with a big head like an alien. But (laughs) you just look so happy like, oh, man, I'm eating this chocolate bowl. This girl really likes me. Oh, my gosh. Your snack drawer. So during year one, I found out that you were hypoglycemic. And I found this out because I would watch you. I love watching you. I'm very observant of you. And I think that too is is really telling of, of how I come to find new ways to love you and express and, and show my ways, show those ways to you. But I noticed that you would always eat a piece of candy in the morning time. And I'm like, okay, why is this girl eating candy so early in the morning? Like, dude, you literally just woke up. You haven't did your morning you haven't brushed your teeth or anything and you about to eat this Twix I think that is goddamn strange are you okay and turns out I mean relatively you're okay but you're hypoglycemic and you're like well you know I eat a piece of candy in the morning time because when I wake up I'm typically like really lightheaded because my blood sugar is low like I'm just fainty and I'm like what you're fainty oh geez okay well say no more and so I ask you you know what are your favorite snacks And back then, oh my gosh, I don't think I can even remember what your favorite snacks were, but I went to Walmart the very next day and I had this organizer in my dorm room and the top drawer, I I just filled it up with snacks for you. Most people, you know, (laughs) their first drawer at their partner's house is like a fucking sock drawer so they can put pants and overnight clothes. But you're you're not with a, a a normal person. You're with me. So hashtag good luck, sis. And you get a snack drawer because fuck clothes. Who wants to wear clothes? Let's eat snacks and make out. <laughs> but I fill it up with all different types of snacks so that way when you do spend the night, you don't, you know, wake up lightheaded or you don't stay lightheaded for too long or dizzy for too long because you can just reach over and pop you your favorite piece of candy or your favorite snack right there in the bed and we can just skip all of the potential unpleasantness of you losing consciousness. Um, Wow. (laughs) I feel like the more I talk, the more I remember. And it's like, we have really, really had a really good run of it. Um, our first holiday season together went off really well because our parents lived down the street from each other, literally a 10 minute walk, a three minute drive. And I remember going home for Christmas and I had made 
oh, what were it? Was it chocolate truffles or something like that? We found out that both of our moms were diabetic, and I don't necessarily think their diagnosis was then, but I think we just disclosed their their um, diagnosis with each other. And I'm, I still ended up making full sugar chocolate truffles. <laughs> and you wanted to make this moose munch. You had tried your very best, but the chocolate began to harden. And you were like, listen, I'm tired. This did not come out the way I wanted to. I am done. And I was like, okay. You know, you go to sleep. I see you're frustrated. It's cool. I got you. And you go to sleep. And I stayed up for the next, like, hour and a half, two hours to make your dessert because you said that you wanted to do it. It was your gift to both of our moms. And I wanted you to be able to, you know, have something that was your idea, even if you weren't a part of the the journey of making it, you know, come to life, see it to fruition, that you were still a part of the the gift giving of it all. And they loved it. I don't think I don't even think my mom ate hers. I think she loved it so much that she just kept it as a as a memento or something. I, I believe it's still in her house somewhere, which is very, very scary. Um, <laughs> but I also remember the first time meeting your mom, you were like, hey, she's not really for this gay shit. Like she don't really hug. I see how you are with your mom and your family. And I just want to let you know this ain't that and she ain't that okay and I remember meeting her and being like hi I'm India I'm a hugger if you don't hug me you're gonna hurt my feelings so dot 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 and you were like I cannot believe you forced my mom to hug you and that she actually hugged you I said well the way you describe your mom I felt like if I you know told her that she'd be a bad person and be making me feel bad about not giving me hugs and loving me that she would well give me hugs and love me and again spoiler alert she loves me I am irresistible to that woman so obviously it worked out um another really really fun day that I can think of was our first Valentine's Day and it's so funny because it started off a literal disaster. We were like, let's double day. Let's go with my dad and his wife and go to a restaurant and then do a arcade date afterwards. Oh my geez, Louise, we never did that again. And it's because we understood in that moment, other couples just have different things going on and if we don't have to mix our two worlds while those tensions are high let's just not fucking do it but I will say you meeting my dad and the relationship that you two developed and I know it was so so heavily influenced and fueled by you I'm just ever ever grateful ever just so grateful for for your your dedication to that relationship because when we were in that that restaurant or I don't know event center because it was the main event or main event or something like that in Indy it the 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 night was just really going bad and I was like I just want to go like I want to cry I just want to get away from everybody this is just so much 
you were like, just sit right here, hold tight. And I don't know what you said to my dad when you walked up those stairs, but when the both of y'all came back down and he was like, let's just have a good night. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette, but I'll be right back. (laughs) And we're playing all of the games and doing all of the things. I'd never felt so grateful and I'd never felt so (laughs) valued. It was like you wanted me to have a good time and you saw that I wasn't having a good time and you asked yourself, well, what can I do to, you know, to to increase your mood, to change it, to boost it? And I'm like, oh, brick wall, nothing. You can take me home, girl. This is just not it. I just, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm embarrassed. And you're like, listen, we came here to have fun. It's our first Valentine's Day. We're fucking having fun. And we fucking had fun. We got rip-roaring drunk. Played so many games. I want to say we had an unlimited wristband of sorts. It was just great. It was it was just great. And you were great. You were great with me. You were great with my dad. Oh, year one. What a ride. <laughs> what a ride. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's enough mushiness for today i'll see you back here tomorrow for the next year on the list before turning to kiss me with the passion and ferocity of the goddess of love venus herself open your spotify app and check out the curated playlist i made for today's episode because you are so so worth this and so much more and i thank you for loving me and allowing me to love you in return it has been A true, true honor. It has been the honor, an honor of my life. Thank you for listening. The best way to support this podcast is to rate, review, and subscribe. And make sure that you're following along on my personal Instagram page at The Real Coach India and on my community page for Queer Black Wives and Women, aptly named Queer Black Wives. Um, This is great. It's been a great journey. It'll continue to be a great journey. I'm glad that you all are here for this ride. And baby, I'm glad that you're here and that you're listening. Now, kiss me, woman. <laughs>